Good morning. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Stand. Let's give him some praise.
on, let's love him together. Hallelujah, 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 not like you, Lord, not like you, Lord, not like you, Lord, hallelujah. Can we all just lift our hands and worship the Lord together? Lord, we love you so much. Thank you, God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love, your strength, your power, your anointing, your spirit. Thank you for your word, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you. We give you praise. We give you thanks. There's none like you, Lord. There's none like you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Why don't you give two or three people a high five or a fist bump right now? Tell somebody you're glad to see them. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. So good to see each and every one of you in the house this morning. While you're still standing, while you're still standing, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. Brian, come. Hallelujah. Love him. So good to see him. I want you to pray, man. Say something, pray, whatever you want to do. So I'm reminded, first of all, if you need a miracle, you're beholding one right now. The fact that I'm standing here is a miracle from Almighty God. Amen. But I was reminded while the singing was going on that it just, this miracle's mine. It belongs to me. But there's many more miracles in this house that he's going to perform in you. And it's not going to be, <laughs> not the route that I took, that he chose in this journey for me. But there are miracles in the waiting. Keep believing. Stand strong. Keep worshiping. Stay faithful. Love him. He is for you. And he will keep you until the end. God bless. Thank you for your support, your prayers. We're one day at a time on this journey, but we're so thankful to be here. God bless you. We love you. Amen, amen, amen. We love Brian. We love man in the family. God bless you. And, and uh, let's go ahead and lift up the Lord in prayer right now and just ask for God's strength. God's power for his touch. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Come on, begin to call upon that great name together. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your strength. You're a miracle working God. You're a miracle working God. We love you. We love you. We love you. We thank you. God needs all across this house right now. Individual needs and homes and families and individual lives. Lord, I just pray right now you'd meet needs, God. You'd touch, you'd strengthen, you'd pour out your spirit in our lives. Help us to grow closer to you, Lord, to take steps. Take steps to be more like you, to be closer to you. Work in our lives, we pray. Work in our lives, we pray, God. Hallelujah. 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 Could we lift our hands one more time? Come on, take your time and just love the Lord together. Love the Lord together. We love you. 
we exalt you, Lord. We bless your name. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Good to see everybody. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen, amen, and amen. Just as a matter of a couple announcements before we move forward, uh, a couple dates next Sunday, next Sunday, April the 23rd, both at the 9 a.m. and the 11 a.m. service, we're going to have Baptism Sunday. Anybody that has not been baptized in the saving name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of their sins, we want to give that opportunity next Sunday morning, 9 a.m. or 11 a.m., whichever one you come to, we want, we want you to come and be baptized in Jesus' name. We do want to know in advance, but of course, if you come and you make that decision on that day, that'll be fine as well. But if you know ahead of time, uh, we would like to, to make preparation for that. We will have clothes. We'll have everything ready. And this will be the first Sunday that we baptize, uh, Lord willing, baptize in here, in here. So, so thankful and looking forward forward to that. We, if you've been around Christian life very long, you know that we used to baptize over there. We took that space and, and took that baptism allowance, so, so uh, we're going to do a new thing, and, and God is going to, to uh, bless in Jesus' name. So if you have never been baptized in Jesus' name, do that. That's your next step. Then April 30th, the week after that, two Sundays away from right now, we will be having one service for Friends Day. Of course, we'll eat afterwards and... and uh, Historically, we've done crawfish on that day. We'll, we'll, uh, I don't want to announce that and say that we absolutely are yet. There's a very good possibility that we do crawfish on that, on that day. And uh, uh, just looking forward to it. Again, one service. One service. We'll all meet together and then we'll, we'll eat afterwards and, and just have a big, big celebration on that April the 30th Friends Day. Turn to your neighbor and say, make sure you're here. And bring people with you. If you have to give today, you can give by way of cash or check in the black offering bucket in the back at your convenience when you come in or out. Or you can give online at clcsugarland.com. You can also text to give 281-612-7707. And God loveth a cheerful giver. Turn to your neighbor one more time. Give him a high five. Say, God is so good to me. We're going to go ahead and dismiss the children to go to their respective classes at this time. I also want to announce next week will be our first, uh, uh, in a long time, a first junior high service, junior high class. We'll meet next, next Sunday in the 11 o'clock service. What we plan on for the junior high is to alternate weeks on services, so it'll be 11 uh, o'clock next week, and then the week after that, it'll be at the 9 a.m. service, and then we'll, we'll start it that way. And as I said at the beginning of all this, <clears throat> some things may evolve. We don't have everything figured out just yet. Some things may evolve, and we may switch some things up or figure out how to do some things better. But right now, I'm, I'm thankful to God for, for Palm Sunday week, and then, of course, last week, Easter, just a great crowd. God bless you. You may be seated. Just a great crowd, and, and uh, uh, we're just happy and thankful for what the Lord is doing. And, and, and so glad for each one of you here today. Thank you for worshiping with us this morning at this 9 a.m. 
a.m. service. And then, as I said last week, great crowd, great service, great crowd in both of the services, and then, and then just good services, thankful to the Lord for, for his touch. Again, remember those dates, next Sunday, Baptism Sunday, if you know somebody, or, or if you have a family member or, or, or a friend that you've been talking to or whatever. We can baptize any time, but we do these Baptism Sundays because sometimes people sit on the fringe, you know, they've never been baptized. They've been around for a little while. They, 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 they come, but they, they haven't taken that step. Well, this a day like what we're doing next Sunday gives people the opportunity and makes it easier for them to maybe take that step and, and move forward. Yes, they're, they've already committed maybe and already, you know, kind of coming and already repented, but, but haven't taken that step in baptism. And it's a necessary step, so we want to make it as easy for people as we possibly can. Thus, we do... Uh, different days around the year to try to try to promote and, and push baptism. Somebody say amen. Amen. So, so again, just thankful to the Lord, thankful for all the difference makers that are in the house, and thank you for making a difference in other people's lives, but, but most of all, it makes a difference in us when we give of ourselves and we serve. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 17, and if you can be, continue to stay seated during this, this reading, this is the Apostle Paul's Apostle Paul's prayer to the church at Ephesus. And, and it's our prayer for you as well. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, and kind of be a little teaching this morning. I, I keep asking, this is from the NIV, nearly inspired version. Somebody say hallelujah. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And then, you know, he's, he's saying this is his prayer right here. And then, then what his prayer is, we'll be talking about the next, the next few minutes or so. That he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I want you to know him better. Better than what you do right now, give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. Verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart. Somebody say, well, I don't have eyes in my heart. I got eyes in my head. Amen. That the eyes of your heart, your heart actually has some discernment. Your heart actually is a filter whereby that you, you filter the things that, that come at life. It, it, you have a filter in your heart and the Apostle Paul here is praying, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Why? In order that you may know, that you may know something, that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Verse 19 says, and in his incomparably great power for us who believe, the power is the same as his mighty strength. Now, in your reading, in your Bible reading, sometimes you just run right through scriptures like that because just at taking them at, at the very words, it's kind of just passed through and you don't gather what he's actually trying to say here and what he is saying here. So, so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to break this down and, and, and show you uh, what he is actually saying, what he's actually praying for each one of those at the church of Ephesus and the same thing that we want for each and every one of us here today. So here at Christian Life, 
We want to take you on a journey, and we say that often. We want, we want you to go on a journey with us. The thing is, it's impossible for you to take a journey if you have not begun. If you're still standing on the starting block after the gun has went off, you have not begun your race yet. We cannot take you on a journey if you have not yet started in on that journey. So that would be the first thing. That's, that's where everything begins. That's where everything starts from, that you would know him, that you would find God, that you would find relationship with God. Find, we call it. Then he goes on and says that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Your heart, as I said, is a filter to how you are seeing things. The heart is where you are holding stuff. A lot of people are holding past hurts, past hang-ups, issues, stuff, wounds, experiences, good or bad. It's all being held here. And if you, before you see anything else in life, it has to go through the filter of your heart, the eyes of your, of your heart. So, so there is that filter there that everything that you see has to go through. And, and, and Paul is saying here, I want you to know him better. But the next thing you need to do is you need to work on your heart. Your heart needs to get rid of that pollution. The eyes of your heart be enlightened. We call it belong here at Christian Life. We'll go into that a little more in just a second. In order that, he says, know him, eyes of your heart be enlightened. In order that, so that you know God, you get your heart clear of the pollution, so that you can, in order that you might know the hope. That he has called you to. And every person in this house. Every person that is watching. Every person that will attend the next service. Everybody has a call of God on your life. But most don't see it because they never get their heart clear. Most don't get involved in it because they've got this pollution in their heart. They need the eyes of their heart to be enlightened. You don't get it. you got a smudge on your glasses and you can't see tomorrow because you have so much junk in yesterday. And the issue is clouding your future. God, let them know you. Let them get in a close uh, relationship with you, not just on Sunday, not just when we gather right here, but on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, every day through the week, uh, help them to know you. Now, we love it, and, and, and it's great to, to have great crowds on Easter and, and to see so many faces and, and so many new people and such. We love that, and, and I love it, but even more so than that, I, I, I want people to know God today. I want people to begin on this journey, not just to show up and, and hear about it, but to actually begin on this journey, to start down the path of knowing the Lord, to start down the path 
path of being hand in hand uh, with the Lord Jesus uh, each and every day in their life. That you know uh, that you know God and your heart is clear so that you can know the hope uh, to which he has called you. And when you find your calling, it brings hope to your life. Uh, When you understand what God has for you, uh, it'll bring hope uh, to your life. And then the last thought there in that verse uh, is that so that, uh, so that, in order to, uh, so that the place that we want to bring you, the journey that we want to take you uh, is uh, that everything that God has for you, you have it. Everything that Jesus came to provide for you that you have it. Scripture says the full inheritance that God has for his holy people. Know, know me. Get, get, get your heart cleared up. That's what he's saying. Know, know me. Get your heart cleared up. And then this calling that I have on your life. This is that so you can live out the fullness of this life that God has for you. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. So it's a spiritual progression through the Bible. And our relationship with him is a spiritual progression that people in the church need to take. You see this progression because it is important. Some folks stop right after salvation. Salvation is important. We rejoice at everybody that's baptized. We rejoice that every sinner that repents. We rejoice when God fills somebody with the glorious gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. We rejoice at all that. But we don't want you to stay right there and neither does God. That's just our starting point. That's just the starting block. That's just getting this race started. We want to continue on and get all that God has for you. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So what you want to do is you want to find out where you are. Find out where you are in this and then take steps. Take more steps to get to know him. Move a step closer. From the Message Bible, this same verse of Scripture. Now, the Message Bible isn't a translation of the Bible. It's a paraphrase. It's a paraphrase to help you understand a little bit better. So so it's not a translation of the Bible. It's just a paraphrase. It's a paraphrase. It's somebody's thoughts on how or what it says, and it tries to help you understand it a little better. So we'll read from from the message in that same verse there. To make you intelligent. It's saying, hey, you want to know some things. Make you intelligent here. And discerning in knowing him personally. Your eyes uh, focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is that he's calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life uh, that he has for his followers. Uh, Oh, the utter extravagance of his work uh, in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. So again, find out where you are in this. Think about where you are in this situation. Have you come to him? Have you experienced salvation? Where are you in all this? Do you still have some hurts and some hang-ups that are clouding your heart and the eyes of your heart? Or or, are you moving forward? Do you know the hope of your calling? Do you know what you should be doing in the kingdom of God? And then are you actually involved and doing that? Wherever you are, make another step. Move a step. We say it constantly. 
constantly your next step. Your next step. So first off here this morning, number one is know God. Number one, we've got to find our relationship with God. We want to get closer to him, not just know him in your mind. It's not a cognitive no. You find this that you may personally know. Public figures, sports stars, Jose Altuve, whoever we know him. We know who he is. We know him by name, but he don't know us, and we don't personally know him. There's a difference in knowing somebody and knowing about them, and actually, really, really know them personally. We know them, but we don't know them personally, and they don't know us. We don't want to just say we know about God. Don't want to just know the steps to do without actually applying them to our life. It is an intimate knowing. I know Molly, my wife, not just about her, not just uh, what she likes or what she don't like or, or, or what makes her upset or what makes her happy, not just knowing about her. I know her. No, I know her. We're close, intimately close. The word here, know, is the same word that is given in the book of beginnings, Genesis, when Adam knew uh, his wife Eve. And God wants, uh, the apostle Paul here is saying that he wants us to know God. God in that same way, in an intimate way, in a personal, personal way. Back in the beginning, in the book of Genesis, when Adam knew Eve, that's that same word right there, when he knew him, they had a baby next. So the Bible's trying to be a little, a little uh, uh, discreet uh, in, in talking about it. He just says uh, Adam knew his wife Eve, and, and she conceived and brought forth, uh, brought forth a son. Well, well, we want that type. Not, not uh, we want that type of closeness. Uh, personal closeness with God, that you may know him. It's a personal relationship at the start. It's a, oh God, I need help. I, I don't know where to go with this. I, I, I need you. But it's believing God and what he says. That's your first step. It's more than just hearing about him. It's more than just showing up at a service and listening. It's more than just saying, oh yeah, I agree. That's the first step. But it gets real to you. You. It gets alive in you. There's something that's moving on the inside, something that's drawing you. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23, the Bible says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. That's what some churches try to get people to do. Oh, say, Lord, Lord. Say, he's your Lord. Uh, say this after me. Repeat this after me. Do this. Say this. Uh, he, Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. It's more than just saying, Lord, Lord. It's the one that does the will of God. Verse 22 says, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out devils and in your name perform many miracles? Verse 23 says, then will I tell them plainly, I never knew you. I didn't know you. Away from me, you workers of iniquity. Away from me, you evil doers. Never knew you. I never knew you. It never got 
personal with you. It, 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 I never knew you. Folks, the real joy is that people are on a spiritual journey of finding him, knowing him personally, and doing the things that God has asked us to do, doing the Father's will. 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments, if we actually do what he says to do. If you look throughout the early church, after they took a step, when they believed the things that were said, the preaching touched their hearts. They touched them in a way that they wanted to be more like Jesus Christ. They believed they were making a conscious choice to move towards God and to obey his word. We use the Bible word repent. Change came into their heart. Change came in to their life. Inward change of mind. Outward change of direction simply means change something changed on the inside which caused something to change what they were doing on the outside it simply means change give me more okay inward change of mind outward change of direction well okay somebody says I've done that I've acknowledged that I've taken that step what's next what's next in the New Testament after that always came water baptism After that always came water baptism. Some say, well, I've already did that when I was a baby. Let me ask a question. Who makes the decision that a baby is baptized? Does the baby make the decision that they were baptized? No, the parents make a decision or the grandparent made the decision or the guardian who was taking care of the child made the decision. But the individual did not make that decision. So there was no repentance that actually took place in that life. When we dedicate children or babies to the Lord, the parents decide this. We do that. We dedicate the babies and the families to the Lord but the individual is the one when they become of age to understand it to make the decision I want to take a step and get my sins remitted it's the individual that has to take that step someone says well I can't get rebaptized because uh, that disrespects what my parents did for me as a child or or whoever did that uh, that first time if anything it celebrates the fact that you see it uh, for yourself it's not disrespectful respecting anything it's rather celebrating uh, that you see it uh, and you see your need for yourself Acts chapter 19 uh, gives us the example of those that had been baptized uh, in the way of John the Baptist uh, and they came and Paul said what were you baptized they said we were baptized uh, uh, the way John the Baptist baptized Uh, and then he said hey John truly baptized with the baptism of repentance and to believe on him that is to come after me that is upon Christ Jesus and when they heard this this is Acts chapter 19 you can read it in your Bible when they heard this they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus you mean people that already went down in water immersed completely were rebaptized yes look at it in Acts chapter 19 they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus They took on Jesus' name in baptism. Take that next step and be baptized in Jesus' name. Be buried together with Jesus in baptism. Identify with Jesus in baptism. 
take on the family name in baptism, like in, in a marriage. The token of the covenant in the Old Testament was circumcision. The New Testament, uh, baptism is a token of the covenant. It's the same as circumcision. We, the church, are the bride of Christ. Uh, baptism would be considered as uh, the wedding band. It's a step that you take. Uh, it's for the remission of your sins. Uh, baptism is a washing, not the external, but the internal. Somebody say hallelujah. It's a step that you need to take. So once you know him, once you know him, then number two, you find freedom. Find freedom. Now, now that I have the power of God in my life, now I can le let God uh, go to work on the issues in my life. The eyes of your heart be enlightened. My heart filter needs to get clean. It needs to get cleared. You, you can have an experience with God and still have some hang-ups. You can have an experience with God and still have some habits. You can have an experience with God and still have some hurts in your life. You need to get past your past. That's when you find freedom. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Uh, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flow the issues uh, of uh, life. Guard your heart. They're there. Everybody has issues. Uh, the person sitting next to you has issues. Uh, the person in front of you has issues. Uh, everybody has some sort of issues. Uh, sometimes you get to teaching on this stuff and, and say, well, that's not for me. That's for them. He's not talking to me. He, he's talking to them. And you just kind of tune out and and go so no we all have issues we all have issues there's a lot of people who don't understand and therefore they stay right there doesn't mean that they haven't experienced salvation in their life doesn't mean that they're not holy ghost filled doesn't mean that their sins are not forgiven but they stay right there and they never get freedom they never get loose from the past they never get loose from those hurts their heart still needs to get cleared because they can't see beyond James 5 and 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other that you may be healed. Connect. Belong. You need other people to do that. There are a bunch of us who carry around wounds and addictions and habits and God's system to resolve them is not just between you and God. Some folks say, well, I'll just, I'll just talk to the Lord and the Lord will help me. Do that. The Lord will forgive you. But you need others to help you to get beyond it and to get past it and to clean out, clear your heart from those smudges uh, and not being able to see beyond. God's system to resolve them is not just between you and God. It involves others. It involves uh, others. You connect with someone else. Uh, you take off the mask. Uh, that doesn't happen overnight. Then you confess uh, and pray for each other that you will be healed. Action step for this is get in a small group. Get in a small group. Uh, belong because it's there in those small groups uh, that you begin connecting. You begin feeling more comfortable around people. You begin to confess maybe. You get close to someone. You get to know them so well that you can say, hey, can we talk? You work through it with others. Uh, or, uh, uh, you know, maybe you're still addicted to this uh, and you want to be free. You're still struggling with this situation and you want to be free. Some people think that groups are only what they're listed for. They're not only what they're listed for. Yes, uh, in my group we gather together and we play volleyball and we have fun. 
But it's about connecting with each other, feeling comfortable with each other, being able to being able to confide in one another. Groups are about like interest, uh, so we get people together and we connect. Uh, and when you're not alone, uh, you have a support group to help you through whatever you may be going through. That doesn't happen if you're not comfortable with each other. So the groups are a part of us being able to get together and to begin feeling comfortable with one another, begin belonging to each other. We need to reach as many people as we can in our generation, but also let us help all through the journey as they come. Third thing here today is discover your purpose. Discover your purpose. You can't discover purpose if you haven't found freedom. And that's the issue. Salvation, boom, that's a God thing. That'll happen. God will draw people to repentance. He'll he'll have them move and take the step of baptism for remission of sins. God fills people with his spirit. Oh, that's a God thing. But then the fine freedom, a lot of people stay right there and never get beyond their past. Never get beyond their hurts. Never get beyond their hang-ups. Never get beyond their addictions. And therefore, they never get involved in the purpose and the plan and the calling that God has for each and every one of us. Somebody say amen. You can't discover purpose if you have not yet found freedom. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance to your faith. Each of us have gifts. Each of us have gifts and callings. Individual. By the grace that was given to each of us. It's a grace gift. Some have grace gifts for straightening chairs. Some folks walk into a room and they see, they, they don't see anything else. They don't see people. They'll see a little crumbled up piece of paper over in the corner. And they'll say, man, wonder why somebody don't go over and pick that up. They don't see anything else, but they see, they see some stair, chairs that are, that are not straightened. And they'll think, man, I wonder who's over that. Why aren't those chairs straightened? That's all they see. Other people, they, they don't see any of that. They see people. And they go up and they, 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 they greet people and they greet each other. Some have a gift for singing, a grace gift for singing. Some have a grace gift for teaching. Others have a grace gift for this or for that. But each one of us are individuals. And God hath given each of us a gifting and a calling in our life. We all have giftings. First Peter 4 and 10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Not the, not the nine gifts of the Spirit there, but spiritual gifts, grace gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Use the giftings that God has placed in your life to serve one another. Use the talents and the giftings that God has graced in your life so that you can serve one another. You want to follow God's plan, know God personally, find him, get salvation, begin this journey. You need to know him more, more than just corporate gathering to worship, more than just Sunday gatherings. Uh, Here at Christian Life, we want everyone to go through growth track. 
That's the beginning point. That's our our starting point here. It's a prerequisite to joining any of our teams, uh, which we want everyone to do. We do four lessons, two Sundays uh, on back-to-back Sundays. Uh, It's where we'll introduce ourselves to you and begin the process of discovering your purpose. Uh, One of the great things about adding a morning service uh, is it gives more opportunities uh, to serve. Uh, Now we can have twice as many people serving on any given Sunday. Some have it backwards and say, oh, that's terrible. What are we going to do if we need twice as many people? No, that's a great thing. It's people involved. It's people serving God and serving others. God wants you to have your best life and you want to know what that is. You want to know what that is. And the fourth thing is make a difference. Make a difference that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Listen now. I'm kind of coming to a close here. Ramping down. Get this. That your life join with the rest of the saints. Your making a difference you know God you found freedom you found freedom you got your heart clear and now you've discovered why you're here and doing now you're doing something that's making a difference in somebody's life you're doing something that is making a difference listen a lot of people are looking for joy in their life a lot of people are looking for joy a lot of people are trying to handle your stress you got stress in your life, and you don't know which way to turn. Uh, by the way, part, part of your stress can be solved uh, by not really fixing your stress, uh, but by putting something in the place of your stress. Putting something there. Real joy doesn't come from going to the beach. It's fun. We love it. We like it. I wish I was there this week. But real joy don't come from that. It doesn't come from winning a ball game. That's fun. I enjoy that as well. But it's not real, real lasting joy. It's not coming from getting your dream car or your dream house or your dream job. Real joy is when you live your life in such a way that you made a difference in somebody else's life. Hear me. Real Joy, it comes when you live your life in such a way that you're making a difference in someone else's life. Non-Christian, listen, that's not just church stuff. Non-Christian sociologists will tell you the exact same thing. When you live your life to make a difference beyond you, That's when real joy comes. The high fulfillment, the height of the fulfillment comes when you're making a difference. Listen, Jesus said in John 15, verse 8, as well as verse 11. Verse 8, he says, this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit. That you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my Disciples. Verse 11 says, uh, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. How are you getting that joy? You're bearing fruit. 
you're bearing fruit and your fruit is going to remain. You're making a difference. Jesus said, if you'll make a difference, it'll make a difference, yes, for eternity. And God is pleased with that. Somebody say amen. But it also will do something inside of you. It'll put real joy in you. So the action step here is be a difference maker. Be a difference maker. Make a difference in somebody's life. We don't call them volunteers here because it sounds like you talk somebody into something. I don't want to talk you into it. I want you to find a team where you can make a difference. You are a difference maker. You are a difference maker. I want you to find. I want you to know God so well, so personally. I want you to connect and let your hearts be healed. Let your hearts be clear and focused. Settle the junk from your yesterdays once and for all. So that we can discover the hope that he has called us for our purpose. And then go out and make the biggest difference that we can. Make the biggest difference that we possibly can. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. All of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. Turn to neighbor and say, you're a part of it. You're a part of it, each of you. We want you on the team. We want you on the team. Will it still work without you? Yes, it will. It has for for years now. It's all getting done, but the truth of the matter is, it'll be better with you. And not only that, not only will it be better with you, you'll be better. You'll be better because you're serving and you're making a difference and Jesus said that's where you get joy I'm encouraging those that haven't yet made the decision to be baptized if you're in the house and you've not made that decision to be baptized next Sunday we'll have everything ready we're going to make it easy for you baptism will be filled it's going to be warm If it's not warm, we'll pray that it gets warm. Somebody say amen. It'll be warm. It'll be ready. We'll have plenty of towels. It's going to be great. Jesus said, go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. Make disciples. Make disciples and baptize them. Baptize them. That's your next step. You believe the gospel. You believe that Jesus came to make a difference in your life. That he died on the cross. He shed his blood. Substitution. Your place. Uh, He took your place. He died for your sins. Uh, You believe that. You accept that. You repent. Inward change of mind. Outward change of direction. Your next step. Be baptized. Rise and be baptized. Jesus said, make disciples. He said in Mark 16, he that believeth and is baptized 
shall be saved. Luke 24, that remission, repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. That's in Jesus' name. Beginning at Jerusalem, you're a witness of these things. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem till you're being endued with power from on high. Then in Acts chapter 2, verse number 37, we see a question from people listening to Peter preach on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The gospel. They said, what's our next step? What do we do next? In light of this, what do we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He goes on to say, For the promises unto you and to your children, those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words, he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And that same day there were added unto them 3,000 souls come on come on come on come next week we'll baptize you at the close of either service the 9 or the 11 Jesus asked you to do it do it take that next step decide to follow Jesus don't stop short of all that he has for you it's our prayer that you'd know him more. That you'd settle your past. That you'd get past your past. That you'd discover what you were designed for. And that you'd go on and make a difference with your life. Why all this? Because heaven and hell are real. Heaven and hell are real destinations that we'll go to to one of those places when life on this earth is done with us we'll go to one or the other and that's a true statement you want to make sure that you make heaven your home we want to make heaven our home let's make a difference in somebody's life could you stand your feet with me I wonder if you'd like to kind of gather around the front as we begin to sing begin to take a step towards him that you may know him more that you may know him more that you may know him more what's my next step there's a next step for everybody there's a next step for everybody come on make a step take a step take a step call on his name this morning call on his great name this morning hallelujah let change come in your life repent uh, repent the angels rejoice over one sinner that repents maybe you've never been baptized we're going to make it easy as we said next week come be ready to be baptized we want to know we want to know let somebody know let us know this morning we're excited about the decisions you're going to make in your life come on that you may know him more that you may know him more that you clear up the past find belong grow serve yes 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 come to the altar come on let's reach out let's reach out Reach out and make that step. Make that commitment in your life personally here today. Make that commitment in your life personally today. In Jesus.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to do this before we go. We're going to sing one more time in just a moment. But why don't you join up with somebody, maybe somebody standing close, family member, somebody you're, clo- you're comfortable with. Maybe just join hands with them. Maybe put your hand upon their shoulder. Hallelujah. And let's pray one with another right now that the Lord would just touch us. The Lord would strengthen us. The Lord would minister to us right where we are. And whatever we are, we've, we've acknowledged it. We've thought about it. We've heard the preaching, the teaching. We see where we are in God and we, we want to know what our next step is. And we, we realize that and we acknowledge that this morning. And, and we, want, we want every one of you to know God more, to know God more. And that's our prayer for you right now. Come on, pray one with another that the Lord would just strengthen and, and, and reveal to us what our next step is in God. What our next step is in God. That we would know Him more. That He would bless our lives that he would draw closer to us. But in doing so, we've got to take that step and draw closer to him. I said it last week. If you feel like you're a thousand steps away from him, he'll take 999 and get right there. But you've got to take that one step. You've got to take that one step to where he is. Come on, let's pray one with another right now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for everyone right now that you touch our hearts, that you touch our minds, that you minister to us individually right where we are but God I know that you didn't come to leave us right where we are but God you're taking us closer to you you're taking us closer to you Lord any that need to take that step of repentance here this morning let it be so. Help us to see it and do it. Those that would need baptism, help them to take that step in the name of the Lord Jesus. Those that have never received your spirit, help us to take that step in the name of the Lord. Help us, God, to clear up our past, to get rid of it, to let our eyes of our heart be enlightened. God, let there not be any distortion. Let there not be any blinding from what's happened to us in the past, but help us to put our past in the past and to move forward to find freedom in you to confess our faults one with another that that we might be healed and pray for one another that we might be healed let it be so God help us to move forward help us to move forward and God initially to see the hope of our calling to see what our purpose is and God then begin to do it begin to do it begin to get involved in your kingdom to begin to give of ourselves to make a difference in someone else and that's when real joy will come help us I pray strengthen us I pray lay your hand upon us I pray in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord we want to be more like you Jesus we want to be more like you Jesus your blessing your strength your power your anointing rest upon us rest upon us this morning God, we lean on you. We depend on you, Jesus. We depend on you, Lord. I bow down before you, Lord. You are Lord. You are God. You are Lord. You are God. But it's more than just me saying that. Lord, let it get inside of me. Help me, Lord. Help me to commit. Help me to know you more. Help me to be involved. Help me to be involved in your kingdom. To make a difference and be a difference maker. We were made for this. We were created for this. In Jesus' name. Sing hallelujah. Hallelujah.
worship him together hallelujah 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 blessed be the name of the lord blessed be the name of the lord make a difference make a difference be a difference a difference maker take your next step take your next step in the lord why don't you give three or four people a high five god bless you richly we were so glad you were here in this morning service with us remember next week baptism sunday baptism sunday if you've never been baptized in jesus name take that step next week with us in jesus name in jesus name then the week after that april the 30th friends day looking forward to it god bless you richly God bless you richly. Thank you for all that you do in the kingdom. In Jesus' name. In Jesus.